Dr. Marketing Tips, paging Dr. Marketing Tips. Dr. Marketing Tips, you're needed in the marketing department. Welcome to the Dr. Marketing Tips Podcast, your prescription to the answers you seek to grow your medical practice easier, better, and faster. This show is all about connecting practice administrators and medical marketing professionals with peers working in practices, learning from experiences, making mistakes, and sharing successes. Let's get started. Hey guys, welcome to Dr. Marketing Tips. This is Jennifer. And this is Corey. And we are here today to talk about something that chances are, unless you come from the traditional marketing world, you have never even thought about until you needed it. And that is why you need a brand standards manual. Yeah. And well, first of all, you know, like, what is a brand standards manual? Manual. So I'm, I'll answer that, and um, then we'll kind of. You go would know into, because you've been working on them recently. I have been working on them recently. Yeah, so I'm well versed in this. But uh, basically, it's an instruction booklet that tells you kind of how, where, and when your corporate identity should be used. And make no mistake, even though you're a medical practice, you have a corporate identity. You remember, you've spent uh, tons of money on your colors and your logo and everything that you have printed. That is all your brand. So essentially the brand standards manual is kind of like this rule book for your company's branding um, and it can be concise or lengthy, but at the end of the day, it should have all of the answers to those questions where you're like, what, what font is this? What color is this? I, I don't know if this matches. All of those answers are in the brand standards manual. Yeah, literally, um, especially think about how much time, maybe you weren't there at the practice when the logo got designed, but a lot of time and energy and effort was put into designing that logo. We have a couple of clients recently oh that we've worked with. <laughs> One of them, I think, is was up to like 80 different variations of a logo. And another one was probably pushing 50. And ultimately, um, once we got those things locked down, we immediately put together the standards for those logos because if you don't get it written down and make sure that you've got the PMS colors and the, the CKY, CMYK, CMYK colors <laughs> um, detailed out, then every time you go to print something, you know, the purple is going to be slightly different or the blue is going to be slightly different. And you want to have this brand standards manual that you can forward along to graphic designers that you're working with or your website developers or the printers and you name it. It just makes your life so much easier. Yeah, it, it's funny. I mean, even like when you're doing, uh, let's say you've got an event coming up, right? And you have to put together a quick flyer in-house. And so you, you designate that to someone. Maybe you've got an intern, maybe you've got a new marketing coordinator that just started and you're, you say, hey, can you put together this flyer for the event coming up in, in two weeks? And they find whatever logo they can and they find a blue that sort of kind of matches. It looks the same on the color palette thing on Microsoft Word. And then all of a sudden, you have this flyer that totally ignores everything else you've ever done. And maybe it's okay because you're busy and, you know, whatever. But suddenly, that flyer turns into the next flyer, and that turns into the next flyer. And you, your brand identity has just been so watered down because there's, there's nowhere to turn to for an answer. So they just do what's quick and easy, basically. Or, or you have a graphic designer who um, needs to get your logo to fit on a page so they move something around in your logo, but you know if you have a brand designs manual, a standards manual, then you'll know this is when I can use a vertical logo, right. this is when I can use a horizontal logo, and this is what it should look like. Yeah, and we'll go into this in just a little bit, but yeah, even some of the, the manuals, they will say, 
only use this color logo on these color backgrounds. And it sounds maybe silly, but you'd be surprised at how often that happens. Like you said, you might have a designer, you know, you're going to do a print ad, let's say, and you send over the logo and the... And they put a, on a black page, yeah. <laughs> they put your logo with a white box around it instead yeah. of using the proper one. Right, right. Or they say, you know, the bird really isn't that necessary. We can't fit that. Let's get it out of the way. Yeah. It, yeah. So it can, it creates all, all sorts of problems. Or, so. you know, even like the final reason that I would say get a brand standards manual, it's because you're not going to be the one responsible for marketing your practice forever. Eventually your practice is going to grow or you're going to go into a new role. And when somebody new starts, a brand manual is the easiest thing to hand to somebody and say, yep. here you go. Go hit the ground running. Yep. It's the rule book. It's all of the answers in one little package. And that way you don't have to worry about it. Or, you know, let's say maybe you you just started as a a new marketing person for a practice and you see that they don't have one of these. This is something that you can create to really kind of help create your your mark right when you get to the practice because you're going to need it. Okay, so as if we haven't we haven't sold you on the reasons why you need a brand manual, Corey, let's go into some specifics of what our listeners can be thinking about of why they need to get a brand manual in production right now. Sure. Yeah, like we said, you know, the the answers to the test before you need them are kind of in the brand standards manual. So Typically, you know, let's say, you know, designers or any, basically any vendor outside of your walls, and, and even if you're doing internal communication, they're going to need this information at some point. So um, typically, a lot of what they contain are the types of fonts you use, maybe the, the font family. Um, it'll have your official colors, so you make sure that no matter what, you are always using the right blue, the right green. With the n- numbers attached to the colors. Exactly. So there can be absolutely no variation. And that way when you get something back from a printer and you're like, wow, this green looks really pale compared to what we normally do. You can actually take out the standard and say, this is what we use. This is what you had. Your green is wrong. And you can get reprints. And you have all the evidence right there, which is something that we have seen and dealt with in the past. Um, it also includes variations of your logo, different file types, um, and you can even go um, even further into depth and go into different elements of copy and how you refer to your doctors, because that's something you never really think yeah, about you until say, you need to. Do you say Dr. Smith or John Smith, comma, M dot D dot, or yeah. do you say MD? Right, exactly. Or for for PAs, do you use the P dot A dot hyphen C? Do you not do that at all? Do you just say PA? And that's something that, again, you never think about until you need it. And then you notice there's inconsistencies everywhere. So I would say that consistency is is key across the, the care that you provide to patients. So it should also be consistent across everything you design in, in print because if it's not, you know, it, it kind of looks amateurish. And, and yeah, some patients might not notice and some doctors might not notice, but you know, some do. And for me, I wouldn't trust someone to cut me open if they can't match two colors of green. I'm just saying. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, it just makes life easier for everybody who's involved in the process when you provide the same rule book for everybody. From the intern down the hall to the printer across town, everybody is on the same page when it comes to putting your marketing materials out there. Yeah. And, and like we kind of touched on before, you know, you spend a lot of money on these things and, and creating uh, the right one, like our, our client who has gone through 80 some odd logos. So all of a sudden, if, you know, if 
Tim over in HR is doing a, a manual for a flyer for something and he's using all the wrong stuff, it kind of devalues the brand almost. So by keeping your standards, you're kind of helping ensure the longevity of your medical practice's identity. Yeah, and as a you know, as an exercise that you can use right now is pay attention to where your logo pops up and how that your logo is actually used. You know, look at your PowerPoint presentations, look at your printed booklets, look at your brochures, look how you have it on your website. I bet that you'll find inconsistencies oh, yeah. across your brand right yeah. now. And you would never notice them until, like you said, you start to look for them. And you know, one thing that I see all the time is, so uh, if a doctor is going to put on um, a seminar or give a little talk or something like that, oftentimes they will put together the PowerPoint presentation themselves. Or they've had it for years. Oh, Lord. Yeah. So they'll pull it up and then, you know, you may not see it beforehand, but then when they go to project it on the screen, it's got the old logo that was purple and green. And you don't even use that icon anymore, and it's like, whoa, come, come on! It's on a white background, but then the the PowerPoint is blue, and it, it just it just doesn't look right. Where I see it the most often is with printed materials, because you'll use different printers for different projects, right. and um, especially if you're trying to cut cost. And so I'll see something where you know I'll get a digital print from one printer and a digital print from someone else, and the colors are completely different. And a brand standards manual will help you alleviate that entire thing. Yeah, and so to clarify, there there are two different things out there. There's a, a brand standards manual and like a design standards manual. And and the difference is that the brand standards can include pretty much anything that you you want it to include. And design is typically more just you know for design elements so the brand standards we always suggest that you include any rules that are relevant to your internal and external communication so you know just think about what you do every single day you know do you, do you send inner office memos well do you always use a certain letterhead if you weren't putting that memo together would someone else know that they're supposed to use that letterhead if you're still faxing for some reason, do you... People still fax. Yeah. It's okay. Yeah. <laughs> do you always use the same cover sheet? Is there something that the cover sheet always has to say? And again, if you don't do that, how would anyone know what's supposed to be there? Uh, so typically, the, the brand standards, other things to include, and it can be really handy, is a quick overview of the practice. And this is sometimes called a boilerplate. It's about you know 100 words or so, and it just kind of describe, describes the practice. So if you ever... Have, uh, if you're doing an ad or someone's throwing you an article because let's say you add an advertise in their publication, they might say, "Can let's include a little blurb about you. Well, rather than reinventing the wheel, you just turn to your brand standards manual and you've got your blurb, you're done. Yeah, and we work with um, we work with a lot of orthopedic practices, so we we get this sometimes too for name designations. You know, how do you write your office names? Some of the practices actually spell out orthopedic. Some spell orthopedic with an A on the back end. Some leave out the A and just say orthopedic with an E. Um, some will actually abbreviate for internal office orthopedic to ortho. But externally, we refer to it as orthopedic. So having a brand manual will, um, that designates you know, how you should go ahead and write your name is helpful to make sure that you're, you're consistent across the board. Yeah, definitely. And, and like we said, you, you always want to make sure that you're including those, those little things that in a crunch or when you're busy you can turn to this thing and it'll have all the answers um, again just for consistency sake you know do you write dates a certain way do you write out the month do you use the th on the end of september 28th or do you just say 28 and little things like that they can add up and when they add up that's when you really sort of devalue devalue your brand 
So just to recap, so the design elements that we want to include on our um, on our design manual is fonts. You know, the, the family of fonts that you use to describe your practice and that you use maybe on your website or in your advertising. Colors for your practice, including the numbers associated with the colors. Variations on your logo that are acceptable and are approved. Um, when you can use your color, color um, when you can use your logo on a color background, you know, and what colors of your logo can you use with that? We want to include file types and any taglines that you may have for your practice. Definitely. Taglines is a good one. I don't know if we touched on that one earlier, but yeah, you definitely want to say when to include a tagline in an ad and where it should go. So sometimes at the bottom of your logo, you'll have a tagline and it's important to say when you send that off to, you know, design or for, for print or what have you, you know, use it without this tagline or use it with this or, you know, it should always be on the right or whatever, because if you don't say those things, sometimes they just get missed and you might not notice until all of your embroidered shirts come back and you have the logo and the tagline on there, which just looks ridiculous. And because the, the shirt guy doesn't know, he's just going to take the file that you give him and turn around the job. And when the doctor sees that and he sees that your shirts and it's got a full sentence underneath of it, Whose fault is that? It's yeah, and, and you hear it all the time. Well, I just I just I just did what I was told to do, mm-hmm. <laughs> and ultimately, if you don't have a standards guidelines, um, then nobody really knows who is responsible for what. Exactly. That's why the rule book is so important in this case. So I think the takeaway is that employees may come and go, offices may move, but your brand lasts through all of that. So you need to make sure that you're putting your best foot forward. I completely agree. And um, if you guys are interested in checking out the drmarketingtips.com website, we actually have a couple of samples of these sort of brand identity guides and manuals and um, some really good stuff up there from some big companies that you can take away and use to create your own. Great job, Corey. And hopefully that you guys out there listening learn something today. And until next time, I'm Jennifer. I'm Corey. And we'll see you next time at Dr. Marketing Tips. Thanks for listening to the DrMarketingTips.com podcast. If there's anything from today's show you want to learn more about, check out DrMarketingTips.com for our podcast resource center with all the notes, links, and goodies we mentioned during the show. If you're not already a subscriber to our show, please consider pressing the subscribe button on your podcast player so you never miss one of our future episodes. And if you haven't given us a rating or review yet on iTunes, please find a spare minute and help us reach and educate even more of our medical practice peers. Thanks again for listening, and we'll catch you next time. Doctor's Orders.